When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter, here with DJ and T-Rex. What up, gang? Jake Ellenberger is in Mexico City right now. He just announced his fight against Kelvin Gastelum at UFC 180. That's what, that's what actually he weighed in at last time, Kelvin, 180. <laughs> it's hard. I, I, I like, like both. Jake's my brother. I, fucking, I love Jake, but I like Kevin, Kelvin a lot. He comes to a lot of shows and he's a super cool guy. And he's like, a, he's, not, he's not like, you know... I'm, I'm, I, I'm not going to badmouth them. If it was anybody else, I could badmouth them. It's, it's hard when like two, two of your friends fight. You right. know? But Jake's, Jake's my homie. Uh, but it's going to be a good fight. It's a tough fight for Jake. You know? um, because well, at this level, every fight is tough. Every, right. And also, Kelvin's got a lot to prove. He, he, he's younger. He's taking less damage. Jake's got a lot to prove, too, though. I mean, Jake, Kelvin's on a four-fight winning streak. Jake's on a two-fight losing streak. So uh, this could be a crossroads fight. Or, Come on, Jake. Or Jake can you know, say, listen, buddy, you're not ready to get to the top ten. I, I've been here for a while. Uh, it's going to be a good fight. I'm, I'm excited about that. I, I just got back from – I was in uh, Kentucky all weekend. <laughs> And uh, what, what is that? Is that That's the hillbilly sound? Oh, nice! I thought you were like deep throating Kermit or something. So, so <laughs> deep throating Kermit. I, was, oh, I don't know. So, but I so I was in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, and first show was great. It was one of those things I like. I'm trying to do, do a half hour on Comedy Central. I think I got my half hour to submit right there. The next night, are you, are you recording them? Like videotaping them? Yeah. Okay. The next night. Uh, I come on stage, it's 8 o'clock show, and I'm feeling, you no, know, it's like almost like the, a curse when you do really well the first night, you go to a comedy club. Like you kill on the Tuesday night or the Wednesday or Thursday. Because you, you feel like the rest of the weekend is going to, if this is a Tuesday night, there's going to be a breeze when the crowd. Yeah, you're like, man, man, it's only going to be uphill from here. Things going to be as good. And meanwhile, it's almost like you set yourself up All right. for failure. Because uh, a lot of times that Tuesday night is good because they're true comedy fans or they want to go out on a Tuesday. So the next night, I was having a, a, I was having a good set. And I I always like to make fun of the wait staff because like I go give it up for the waiter or the waitress because you, you, you put them on the spot and then a lot of times most of the time they get tipped more you right. know like you make fun of them like I'll be like oh give it up for the w-. so you know give it up for this guy he's got a coke habit or give it right. up for, give it up for this chick he's you we're, know so we're trying to save money for an abortion yeah or, <laughs> stuff like I'm, that. right right or like I'm like trying to bang this chick by the end of the week or something funny you know right. and it's kind of awkward and real so, so um I said to the girl give it up for this chick this girl had like Tall girl, you know, big, uh, big glasses, and Coke c- bottles, cute girl, and I was like, hey, uh, give it up for this girl, you know, she's got a Coke problem, and uh, what did I say? I said something like, oh, I really want to eat her butt, right? That was a, a joke. You're all class. And then I had like an eat, an eat your butt joke after that. So I, I like <laughs> get off butt joke. I, I like get off stage. And everybody's like, oh, great set, high five. She's like, you motherfucker, fuck you. It just goes off on me. Like, off. She was being serious? Yeah, like, I was like, uh, and I, I said, thanks for being a, a, a good sport. And she flipped. And I was like, oh, man. And how do you defend yourself? I go, listen, I really don't want to eat your butt. Uh, <laughs> what, what do I say to get... Eat your butt. So that, so that, so I was, 
at that point, I was like, uh, so then the owner of the, of like the club said, listen, you, you know, if you have a problem with the comics, talk to us. You can't, you know, they're the, they're the talent that we, and she, 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 she quit. She's like, fuck this, Qu- quit. So then she was gone. And I was like, uh, and then some waiters like, you could say you want to eat my butt. You know, it's like one of those things where I go, this is the first week I've ever walked more wait staff than actual customers. Uh, you know, normally I, I like walk a couple customers. I actually walked a wait, a waitress. I've never walked a waitress before. Right. That, that, <laughs> right. Employers are leaving the club. Yeah. Like, I mean, what's that? You like walk the club owner? Fuck this. I can't leave. <laughs> I so, quit. So that kind of put a damper on the whole. I was like, I felt terrible, but I was like, it was a joke. And people said, listen, you know, I know you have to go why he said that. And it wasn't like I was trying to really hurt the girl's feelings. I was just trying to get her more money. And maybe that wasn't the way to do it. And I'm not going to do it ever again. But I was just trying to be funny. And it was like, I didn't realize she would. What, so you know, did she work the rest of the weekend? No, she was done. She quit. What? Yeah, I think no, she was looking on, for a reason man. to quit. Now she quit the job quit or the she job. just quit the job? The job, she's done. Really? Yeah, she's done. You made a chick quit? I didn't do anything. I oh was my joking God. around. She's going to cite you as the reason she's in un- un- unemployment line. Like, I why think did she have gonna... a job? Adam, Adam Harder from <laughs> MMA Roasted Podcast wanted to eat my butt. Yeah, I mean, that's it was one of those things. <laughs> I couldn't bl- I've never walked an actual employee before. So that was- uh, I thought you meant that she just left for the night. No, like no, she she's like, like she like handed in her resignation. Oh my and God. Then it was, and then it was crazy because I was like, I went to a restaurant later that night. I told the, I told the guy, what if she's working there now? <laughs> I, felt, I felt terrible, but the shows themselves were great. I was happy. You have the weirdest stories of so st- then, stuff happening to you. Oh, so then, right, and then I, I like land. I get back from Kentucky, and this this adult film star that I've known, I've had like a kind of a crush on for years, calls me up. She's like, I'm having a Wait party. A Do I know her too? Uh, she may have called into our show before. I'm not gonna. Right. I'm not gonna say names. <laughs> So she's like, uh, hey, I'm having a party. So uh, so I get there. She just broke up with her boyfriend who cheated on her. With, and and it was like, it couldn't, it was like, things were going so well. I, I stop off because I'm like, you know, you never know what's going to happen. I'm going to get condoms, right? So I stop off to get condoms. And uh, this lady's online. And I, I go to the thing. I'm like, uh, I'll, I'll get magnums, which I, which I was gonna. Which I, I like wear anyway. Let me, right? get, so, let me get magnums and some uh, staples. And, the, and like, and the lady was cute. Some duct tape. The lady was cute, right? So then she looks at me. She goes, "Oh, can I have your number?" And oh I, my I god! I swear to God, she's like, I almost picked up some drunk cougar just by. And then I'm like, I should hang out here all day and just order magnums when. <laughs> The girls, but then the guy gave me lifestyles. It was a black guy behind the counter. He's like, "No, you're he's good." At, he's like, no. <laughs> I was like, "Take these Trojan petites." <laughs> I was like, "Come on, man." So you're so, good. Yeah, That's so, <laughs> I was like, "Well, how do you know?" This is like uh, reverse racism, right? right. So was, anyway, so then uh, I go to this party, and here's some of the things that I I overheard at the party, right? Oh so the bunch God. of porn chicks there, and. Uh, one porn star said to the other, you know, I just hate when when porn actors, they come into our business for the money. Don't do porn for the money. Do it because you want to make a good film. I, I was like, uh, that was pretty funny. I, I was I was laughing at that. Oh, my God. Uh, All right, De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then there was a porn director there who was upset. He's like, yeah, some of these girls, they think they're above douching. Like, and, and he's like... 
he what? said he said that one of the actresses was above douching and then he went down there and it was just like it was like uh it was like cheesecake like liquid yeah, garbage it, it was awful it was liquid go- <laughs> trash truck yeah, sauce yeah so these are some things i heard and at that point i realized i'm too old for this shit i'm like <laughs> I, I gotta get out of here like there was, there was a, from a, there, <laughs> i'm getting too old for this there shit there was all kinds of drugs there and <laughs> i i wasn't partaking in it i just it was fun there was one guy who, and then there was a couple it was like people like what do you do i'm like oh i'm a comedian and i, and I work I work in the mixed martial arts community, and then some some guy goes, "Oh, I could be a UFC fighter," and I'm like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah, I used to wrestle in high school." I, I was like, "Well, how are your submission defense?" Oh, dude, I'm like, "Are, are you kidding?" He, he's like, "I got into eight street fights," so that was one thing. Wow. Then there's other girl who didn't even speak English. I don't know. And then finally, she finds out. She does. She bar- she goes, "Oh." uh... She goes, I, I, I did MMA in Arizona in Yuma, and after a month, they asked me to teach the class. I'm like, oh, it sounds like a very... Uh, Reputable <laughs> school. Yeah. So the, this is, I was just surrounded by this. Then a guy was on complete steroids, right? He was just proud of being on steroids, this bodybuilder guy. And he's like, yeah, you know, uh, he's like, once I just said I was going to become a pro bodybuilder, I committed to steroids full time. So this, this is what I was listening to at this party. Yeah, the dregs. And, uh, I, was, I was about to, when you told me you got invited to a porn party, I was about to say thanks for the invite. Well, but, it was, uh, but no, dude, it was one of those things. <laughs> but it was one of those things where like everybody at the party right. was trying to hook up with this one girl and and I, I you know there was like four dudes and I didn't want to alpha male them and be like stay up till four o'clock in the morning and try to wait everybody out and then the couples were like hey are, are you like you gonna join us I'm like I gotta compete with couples and then, and then I started thinking you know I'm actually sort of seeing this kind of brand new thing but like a really good hot girl and like do right. I even need this like do, is this even what I want to do how many times did you Quote air quotes. Accidentally drop your pack of magnums on the floor <laughs> in front of everybody, and then someone actually. Oh, took pardon them. me while I pick up my uh, magnum extra larges. And someone magnum took them and, and, and then put lifestyles down there, and then, and then said, "You're good." <laughs> so yeah, that was my week. So yeah, there was no hooking up at the porn party. But, but you know what? I am. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm. I'm seeing. Like I said, I'm starting to see this girl who I actually I'm like. Like you know what? I'm, I think I'm done with this. I, I've been done with that chapter, and, right. and this just reaffirmed it. Nice. So how are you? How was your? Uh, oh man, it was very uneventful. Just spent a lot of time with the family, but uh, went out with my friend Wax on Friday night. Wax is a. Uh, he's a musical artist that just came off tour with uh, the um, the Warp tour, and we just hung out after uh, I did the. I did the Ha Ha Cafe, and that was cool. Did it Saturday night as well. Uh, and um, there was a table of like 15 Mexicans and one black dude. And so when I first got on stage, I was like, uh, you know, just talked to him about who the hell they were and why is this one black dude. Like, I'm hoping these Mexicans aren't making this black dude the designated driver. And like, the cops pull them over and wouldn't know who to beat up first. <laughs> you know, like, no way. Like, yeah, there's a couple Mexicans. Oh, wait a minute. There's an- <laughs> oh, that's better enough. They're confused, right? They wouldn't know how to beat up first. So I mean, but nothing, uh, nothing exciting for me, man. But um, yeah, sorry, sorry. There's nothing more exciting. I didn't. All right, thanks, didn't man. Didn't see any Always... porn stars. I didn't uh, <laughs> buy any rubbers. <laughs> uh, no, it's all, it's all good. Oh, there was one chick that was like, uh, they were talking about kissing, and she's like, and she was like, yeah, you know, I just can't kiss anybody right now because um, some guy was trying uh, to have kiss a her. Herpes flare up. No, she was like, my breath tastes like coke, speed, and weed, and I was just like, oh man. Coke, speed, and weed. Yeah, and I think I still would have kissed her. No, all right, listen, no, that, I'm kidding. All right, so uh, that 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 being said, there was a bunch of fights last week. We got Michelle Old. We're gonna talk to first, and then we're gonna go over UFC and Macau. Did you watch that? I absolutely did not. All right, I'll, I'll, thank you. I'm gonna talk about Macau. I think you like it when I don't watch it. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, and- <laughs> 
UFC fight night. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we got to talk about a bunch of the fights that have been, that have been made. Just a couple of them were made, made today. Uh, we got to have to talk about there's um, Bobby Green accused Donald Cerrone of being racist and sexist, which is like the worst thing you could say to somebody, especially if a black guy calls a white guy racist because you can't defend yourself. Uh, I know like first Donald Cerrone call him a bitch ass nigger. Well, well, someone, someone calls you a racist. Sexist and racist. You can't say problem. I'm not racist. My best friend's black. That makes you sound more racist, right? You know, or you're like, oh, yeah, I'm not racist. I, you know, my 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 my, my housekeeper's Mexican. You know, so, so there's really <laughs> nothing you could even say because it just makes you sound more racist. You have, you have to not defend it. That's uh, which is yeah, or just say that's preposterous. Yeah, I I well, well I even said I actually took uh, Donald Cerrone's back. I said, look, when I met Donald Cerrone, he didn't seem racist or sexist. He's addicted to everyone equally, and he retweeted that. <laughs> so, like, so that's good. And so that yeah, so we have a bunch of things this week. We have Michelle Old coming on. We have Danny Castillo coming on. Last call. And we have Daniel Cormier on the show. My boy. It's gonna be one of those shows. We have a really really good show. So let's talk to Michelle Old. Then we'll break down the fights from uh, from last week, and then we'll talk to Castillo and Cormier. Thank you for listening. All right, so our first guest, uh, she's got, she's a she's a badass little fighter, a beautiful blonde, tough. She uh, outspoken. She's a model. I was looking at some of her modeling pictures last night on the internet, and whoa, she's half naked in a lot of them. Uh, and she's got her. She's fighting for Invicta coming up. Michelle Old, how are you? Um, kind of out of breath right now. I just finished uh, practice. So. Uh-huh. I'm pretty good. How are you? So you're over in, are you in uh, Temecula? Yes. How's that going? You're training over at Dan Henderson's gym, right? I sure am. He just put us through the gauntlet. Nice. <laughs> I, I actually, I, I, I had a show up in Temecula recently, and I uh, hung out with your old roommate. Tom, I know. I'm so jealous. I'm such an old lady. There's always so much stuff going on with the kids and everything else. I like never get out to do anything fun. He's a he's a real nice guy, Tom. By the way, yeah, I mean, what a nice he, guy. He's, he's really freaking funny too, and he really like him and I are all about comedians. So he always goes to a lot of comedy shows. So when I saw that picture, I was like, "Oh fuck you, man! I haven't even been to one of his shows yet." <laughs> yeah, so. Tom. He uh, he fights for the he's the MFC champion, by the way. Tom. Yeah, how, how do I say his last Delicio. name? Galicchio. Tom Galicchio. And he has, yes. he's, he's actually missing his uh, front tooth as well. We're looking at your pictures right now, by the way. Uh, <laughs> now, now, you're, now, now, you're very outspoken about your implants, correct? Uh, I mean, I'm not like... <laughs> She's like, I don't want to talk about anything. it. No, but I'm <laughs> saying, now, are you ever concerned, though, about getting punched in the boob and having it explode? No, man. I mean, uh, my doctor told me, like, because I didn't really want to do MMA at the time when I got them done, but uh, um, I was kind of, like, not sure if I was going to continue doing it. But uh, it was their silicone and their gummy, so it's not, like, something that, like, would rupture. Like, if you were to cut it in half, it would stay solid. He's like, I could park a truck on to you overnight and nothing would happen to him. And I was like, all right, so if I decided to start doing, you know, any sort of, like, sports again, then it wouldn't be, like, endangered. I mean, it's kind of, you like, a couple people asked that it helped, like, um, inhibit, you know, weight cutting and stuff like that. And, yeah, I've had to work around it a little bit. I wish I would have gotten smaller, but it is what it is. It's all good. No, I, I'm, I definitely approve. Uh, I remember last time you came, <laughs> to the, you came to the studio last time, you were jacked. I mean, you were, uh, oh, yeah. now, have you, are, are, like, you still that huge? Or have you, have, oh, like, you lost? I don't know. 
now. I've been um, doing like a lot more of the actual like wrestling because I was, you know, not uh, feeling so hot for a while. I was just like lifting weights, so I got very, very buff, and then it was like way too big. So I just, I've uh, cut back on the weightlifting, but I've doing more like kettlebells and strength and conditioning, more stuff that you know is, um, I can utilize as opposed to all that unproductive muscle. Good. I'm actually quite small. Back to normal again. Thank God, because that that was that was scary. That was, I mean, it was, I it, it was. It, you look badass, but it was like holy. That remember that when she came in, we were. She me- threw up the double guns, like the <laughs> showing off her pipes. Oh man. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't like it. I didn't like that. Did didn't she? Did you? Did you tell us a story about getting in a fight with some dude or something at the gas station? At the gas station, yeah. Oh, I front kicked that asshole because we were like. <laughs> He like, came screaming at me when we were in line for the car wash, and I didn't realize that he was parked way over on the other side, and he's, like, really aggressive. I don't know. We live in a very kind of snobby area-ish where people just don't realize. You can't just go freaking out on people and getting in their face and, like, in their bubble like that. And he, like, reached into my car door, and I was, like, get, like, do you want to go have words away from my kids? And... He was, like, screaming at me, and so I, like, pinned him between my truck door and this, I don't know, something behind him, and then got out, and then uh, he, he swung at me, and uh, I front-kicked him, so... <laughs> Wow. You're, you're the la- I mean, what an idiot! What an, what an idiot for swinging at you, moron! And uh, good, good. Yeah, the whole thing. I just was really. I. I mean, I shouldn't have reacted that way. I should have just rolled my window up. Yes, you should have. I was trying to like use my words, and then I just lost it. Now, I, I was doing research about you last night, by the way, and I found out that you, uh, you, your first boxing match, you shit your pants. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh god. Like literally? Yeah. Literally. I had the flu. Everyone was trying to tell me it was nerves. So oh. I was like, I'm not nervous. And my kids had had the flu the week before. They felt like a little scared all the time. And the thing was with it, I, like, I was getting through and I was whooping this girl's ass, but even every time I threw a punch, you could feel it a little bit. It was like a little squirt. And I was like, oh, my God. And then I go and sit in between rounds, and I tell my coach, I'm like, legit, I can smell shit right now. And she's like, don't worry about it. You're whooping your ass. You're whooping your ass. Just keep with it. It's almost over. It's almost over. I'm like, seriously, if that starts dripping out of the bottom of my shorts, I'm done. And so I like legit, like like the middle of the third round, I was like, it's about to leak out of the bottom of my shorts. I was like being televised. I didn't want people to see doo-doo running down my leg. So I said, I don't give a shit what you tell them. You can tell them. But I start my period. I don't care. And I freaking left. And but the teleprompter or the people they can see, they can read my lips, so they knew what happened. Wow. Yeah, I tell you what. I've peed in a freaking fight before, and everything. I'm so mad and thinking to myself, I like legit just pee my pants a little bit, and it's like on this girl's face. Um, it's all sorts of nasty. It is not a luxurious um, lifestyle. I'm, you. I'm here to tell you, I'm, I'm sad to tell you that my penis just went in. Yeah. <laughs> if I was fighting you, I would shit my pants too, though. So that's uh, <laughs> now, now, how many kids do you have now? You have one kid or two kids? I have two boys. Two boys. Nice. And how, how old are they? Uh, 14 and 10. Wow. Getting older. 14. I know his friends come over and be like, dude, <laughs> what's up with your mom? <laughs> Their friends are all scared of me. And I'm like, not even. I'm like, I'm nice. I'm... No, you're very sweet. In fact, uh, recently and funny, uh, as hell. and funny as hell. Recently, I told you how Michelle tweeted that thing about about how she bleached her anus. <laughs> 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 so 
so ah! I, so I told everyone on Twitter. I said, follow Michelle. She's a great mom, a great fighter, and bleaches her anus, right? And then all she got like a bunch of people following her and making these ridiculous comments. As and then I felt bad. I'm like, oh man, you know what? I don't want it. What if she doesn't want this? So then I texted her. I said, Michelle, uh, I hope you don't get upset about me saying that you bleached your anus. And she goes, quit being a pussy. <laughs> so I was like, that was that's amazing. That's my kind of girl right there. But what she didn't tell you, everybody, is that um that Adam Hunter puts the bleach on his tongue and that's how Oh man <laughs> that's how her anus this, gets bleached. This show, this show just took an awesome turn. <laughs> now, I remember last time you said that you date men and women. Are, are you still are you yeah. more into men now or more into women or Um, it's really not about what you're more into your sexuality is just, you know, I don't know, it's just about the individual. Um, I've always liked both. Right. So, but if I'm with somebody, I'm going to stay with that person. I'm not really into the whole open relationship thing. Or, yeah. You know, I have a boyfriend and a girlfriend. That shit never works out regardless of what they tell you. What was it like dating Tanya? Dating Tanya Irvinger. That girl, God, that was just so embarrassing that she seriously really like made up a fake Twitter just to ask that question to you. I saw that question before I blocked her. Oh, the, oh, the Tanya, the Tanya Irvinger. Yeah, she sort of made up a fake um, <laughs> profile just so she could make her ask this stupid fucking question she was asking. Oh yeah, that was a dumb. Put in bed and everything else, and she was so great at anything. You know what I mean? She wouldn't be losing her girlfriends all the time. Okay, all right. Wow. So, so there's, there's so there, the, the Tanya's bad, bad news. news. She's a good talker, though. She's a good talker. Betty Crocker. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> not like my type. That was more like a um, short court judgment on my part. <laughs> I like pretty girls for the most part. Okay, so you're so you're more of into like uh into like lipstick girls. You're not into like those lipsticks. Oh yes, but that are athletic. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I like too. Very hard to find. Really? Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, last time you said I was I was your Hollywood crush, which is I uh, actually I was flattered that I'm even in in like Hollywood. Uh, but um, so uh, I think we may we may have to hang out. What do you, what do you say? Yeah, well, you say we'll be able to make that to show. Hopefully, we'll be able to not in a training camp, so I'll actually be able to have a couple of drinks, and maybe you can slip me a roofie or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I think I think you'd slip me a roofie, and I would love it actually. That would be amazing. Um, yeah. To try to stick a dildo in a guy's ass. All right, you know what? Wow. Wait, wait, is that something? Wait, have you have you have you ever done that? I've tried. And everybody says, "Oh, I'll try anything once," and then you get down to it. No, that makes me gay. Blah blah. But you're not supposed to get in their ass, tongue, or finger in there. And it's all the same, you know. They just need to give it a shot. It's not all the same. Wait. Wait, really? Wait, how many fingers have you had in your ass? I haven't had any fingers in my ass, but if a girl wanted to tongue my ass versus putting a dildo in there, I'm going with the tongue every time. What's that? Wait, so how many guys have you had naked when all of a sudden you have the dildo? And then they're like, you know what? No. I mean, you say this happens happens a lot? Every guy. <laughs> Wait, every, not, wait I, I, Oh, now, now Adam has to bleach his anus. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Wait, every guy in MMA? <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. No, I'm, no I'm, I want to know how many guys. So you've had at least seven guys that you've brought home, got them naked, whipped out the dildo, and they're like, no, no, no. Like, this is like a regular occurrence with you? No, I mean, only like serious boyfriends. There's been like three that I've like, you know, hey, let's talk about it. And then they're like, sure, I'll give it a thought. And it's usually when they're drunk that they say yes. And then it's like, you know, a couple weeks later, things get hot and heavy. And I'm like, all right, I'm going in for this now. I'm talking about this. <laughs> oh, my God. Bullshit. This thing is bullshit. It doesn't, it's not any more comfortable for a girl to get it in the ass than for a dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, well, don't you think it's kind of like... Like, if you want to put it in my ass, then, okay, let me stick it in yours and see how you like it. It's not always enjoyable. Not for everybody. I, I so, totally... It really I, never goes anywhere. It's just a lot of talk. <laughs> I well, I agree. Well, honestly, I'm, I'm not a guy that likes to put things in girls' butts. Uh, uh, and um, uh, yeah, exactly. But I don't. I, but don't you think it's kind of more of like a power play? It seems like more like a because once you do exactly. that, you always have that over them. Exactly. Well, I mean, not more for me. It's like the challenge. You're gonna let me do it. Sweet. I still got it. You know what I mean? But then I'm kind of like, did you even shower? No, I'm cool. I need to go get a colonic. I don't think you know what I mean. I don't know if I'd really go through with it. I might throw up. All right, so your training's going well. Um, now, um, <laughs> now your last that you you've you've won three fights in a row. You won three fights in a row. You're fighting a girl who's four and zero, who's undefeated. What do you know about this girl, by the way? Nothing. I know nothing. There's no footage on her. I know she's like close distance. Um, she's beat Juliana Pena, who I see is one of your close friends, so I expect this girl to be really good, well-rounded, and aggressive. So I'm pretty much just preparing for a badass and just being well-rounded and ready for anything. anything. So Now, I know that you, you tried out for the Ultimate Fighter this year, didn't make it. How come you didn't make it? Um, well, it's like one minute I did, and then the next it's like more like a red tape type thing that I can't really talk about. It's like a something, you know, a couple other girls had things pop up that is like a technicality more than anything else. Not that they didn't want us and not that we didn't get qualified for it, um, which kind of sucks and there's nothing I can really do about it. You shit, you're shit your pants during the tryouts, didn't you? <laughs> she, Man. She took the referee you know backstage and put a, a dildo up his ass. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? The, you you, you uh, took the ref back and tried to put a dildo up his ass during the... Uh, during the exactly. fight, I have to use butt plugs. When I fight. Steve Mazagani. I was about to say Mazagani. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking wearing a diaper and shit. You know what? Though I learn a lot from stuff like that. It's like just fight through it, no matter what. You know, you're gonna be known as a girl that shit your pants, but at least you're gonna win. I've seen so many wrestling matches, like on YouTube and stuff, where dudes have straight up diarrhea all up their singlet and they keep on wrestling. Yeah, you just got to keep going. Just got to keep going. Got to fight yeah, through it. But, you know, Straight up. women don't have a butthole or a fart or poop or anything else. So, I don't know. I, re- I like real people in with my makeup face and my big boobs, and then I completely gross them the fuck out with the reality of how I really am, which is I no, I think you're beautiful. I think you're a beautiful person. I think you're fun, oh, thank you. uh, and you're smart. You're you're a uh, you're trying to get you, you're a business major, right? You're, are you are you still in college? Or? Um, I'm probably gonna go back pretty quick because I feel like if I wait too much longer, I'm gonna lose um, a lot of brain cells. So <laughs> yes, um, psychology major. So. I have probably about three semesters left. 
Nice. No, you're and and you're a good fighter. I mean, you, you knocked out Jessica Ricosi, who uh, took second in the Ultimate Fighter, lost to Juliana. Yeah. I mean, you're 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 right up there, uh, and you're very outspoken, which always makes you a fun interview. I remember last time uh, you talked Thank about you. Brian Caraway dealing drugs to your roommate in college. Oh, it was a she was no, it wasn't in college. It was you know, they, it was just something that she told us and blah 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 blah. And then a bunch of people came out and kept saying it. And it was just more about the fact that, you know, he kind of was known for doing that and that just the fact that he was saying judgmental things about, you know, his own buddy who got his bonus taken away for smoking pot, which is not even a performance-enhancing drug or whatever. So I just thought it was hypocritical, you know, but the girl said, hey, he does this and this and this, and that's how he makes his money, and, you know, he sold them to me, and um, when she moved out, she had me looking for them in her room, and I was like, I don't even know what am I fucking looking for. Come to find out, her girlfriend had found them and threw them away because she didn't want them doing it, and she had told me that's where she had gotten from, too, you know? So, I mean, that's... But, and that's just what I was told. I never saw it from my own eyes. Other people came out of the woodwork saying the same thing about him. I don't know the kid. I don't have anything personal against him or nothing like that, like... I really don't give a shit about anything that they do anymore. It's old news. Yeah. People make mistakes. You know what I mean? I've done so much stupid shit in my fucking life. I really have no place to judge, but I just said my opinion. Like, it's kind of hypocritical for him to, like, just, he got the bonus, you know? Like, don't talk about, you know, your opinion on the guy's morals and values when you're not really any better. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, absolutely. So. But, then, I, but then we had Misha on the show, and we, we, we told her what you said, and then she flipped. She, she's like, Michelle Olds, a, a F in this and F in that. It, it was pretty funny. You, you definitely got her riled up. Yeah, well, Misha's done a lot of dirty stuff to me, too, and she's just not, like, uh, she's not a girl's girl. You know what I mean? She's really passive-aggressive and everything else, and she wants to sit there and say all this stuff about me, and a lot of my life is more, um, I don't know, people put my stuff on blast with her stuff I know about her too that you know I don't talk about and it's just not that big of a deal and I don't know I still don't even know why she's with Caraway anyways and she knows that it's true because she was the one that was trying to get that same girl to fight on she was a professional fighter and she was like hey just come and take this fight in Washington as an amateur no one will know and I was like looked at him and I was like dude if you do that and you get caught you'll get suspended for like two years like, that's the shady kind of stuff that Misha used to do. So she's like Little Miss, you know, fucking pageant USA, like, you know what I mean? Really super passive-aggressive and fake as fuck, dude. She's so fake. I just know from experience. And she used to try to be nice to us and kiss our ass and then turn around and talk shit about us and we'd see it. And it's like, if you don't like us, just ignore us. Right. Don't be fake. Well, that's one thing. Everything you're... about that girl is fake. I can't stand her. You want, you want to call her out on our show? Call her out for what? To whoop her ass. High freaking crush of her. I really just honestly though don't care. You guys brought it up and then got me in a bad mood. <laughs> I know. I mean, well, it it hey, makes, Adam brought it up. It I didn't makes, bring it up. It makes for great podcasting. That me, honestly. All right, Larry. Let's talk about something less. Okay. So you like to fart in girls' faces during triangles? <laughs> no, um, I saw that on the I internet last would. night. No, on the I, internet. I would. I'll fart in a girl's face. I don't give a shit. No, but no, but you said like at your gym, you guys put each other in triangles and fart in each other's faces before making them pass out. That's what you said. What did I say? That? You were. You, I say so much stuff. I don't remember. You, you and Tanya had some drunk video on uh, YouTube, and she was asking you questions when you were drunk, and you're like, "Yeah, oh, you know." God, why do you keep bringing that whore up? 
I was doing. I was wow because I was doing research on your on your uh, on you. I I was looking you up. I'm looking at your fights. I was watching your fights, and then there was a video of you and you and her. And you said that at your gym, you like to fart in girls' faces when you have them in triangles, and then make them pass out. That's that's what. <laughs> No, there's like a gnarly group of girls that used to train here. Um, this was years ago, but uh, I mean that we still are kind of gnarly. But uh, there was like these two girls, and they would always like have these fucking fart wars. Man, it was freaking pretty gross. Oh, I really don't. I'm not really into the whole farting while I'm training thing because I don't know whether or not it's going to be a shard or not. And a I just shard. Want to take that risk. That's hilarious. I think I'm in love. <laughs> right? Uh, honestly. You, you, that wouldn't gross you out if, she, if you were laying in bed and she sharded the oh, bed. Are you fucking kidding me? I'd be totally grossed out, but on the on the podcast, it's hilarious. Right? <laughs> she, she seems like the type it's that would give you a Dutch life, oven. Guys, it's not real life. It's not real life, exactly. So, Dutch uh, oven. Michelle, you've, uh, I mean, you, listen, you... From what I hear, you came up, your parents were not very supportive of you, you were out early on your own, you worked your ass off, you, you got pregnant, you, you're a single mom with two kids, working every night, trying to get these kids, you know, you're a great mother, and you're fighting, and, that, and you're modeling, and you're doing everything yourself, and I have a I lot of- I am not a model. I have a- I'm put that out there. Oh, I- don't model. Well, <laughs> I get some pictures taken if people convince me to do it long enough, but I try my hardest not to, but I don't call myself a model, but thank you. Well, I give you a lot of respect is what I'm trying to say. You're, you're a girl making it happen it. for you. And, and, and you, you, know, you didn't wrestle in high school. You didn't do jiu-jitsu. You started training what, when you were no. like 20 or something? 25. 25 years old, you started training. That's ridiculous. Yep. Yeah. That's amazing. So, I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah, and... It's a different life, but I mean, one in a million type of girl, you know, no. <laughs> there's a couple of single moms out there that do it, you know, but it's really freaking hard, I'll tell you, like, it's a really selfish sport, and guilt uh, can really weigh me down sometimes, um, and you get really agitated, and I don't like being like, you know what I mean, like, you get so much aggression coursing through your body, I'm not like Roxanne Modafari, where I can just be happy-go-lucky all the time, I get stressed, and then, like, I'll feel guilty for, like, you know, oh my God, am I treating my kids bad to the point where it'll make me grouchy towards them? <laughs> so, like, my, I flew my mom out now, you know, just kind of towards the end there to just kind of help with the sanity and so that my kids get enough attention and they just started school and stuff. So, so it's you and your I mom. Mean, definitely. So you, you have both kids. Now, is it, is it the, the uh, same father? No, they have two different dads. Two different dads. You got two baby daddy. Two baby daddies, and and you have custody really of both. Really, none. I really don't have contact with either one of them. The first one was like my high school sweetheart. We were together since I was like fifteen, and then got married and um, had my son. You know, and then he just really fucked up and went to prison for a very, very, very long time. And then I wasn't with a man for like three and a half years and the first time I did lo and behold I got pregnant and I hardly even knew him and he was just really bad news and um you know I just got rid of that whole situation I'm not one of those women that are gonna go and be like this is your responsibility and you need to pay for this and that and I'm like you know oh my god you know um you're not a good person so I'm just gonna get this far away from you and you know what I mean if they're not putting an effort and whatnot then you know, I'd just rather them turn over their rights than try to get child support or anything. So now you have, so now you have two kids you have custody for, and how are you making money for these kids? To just do like um, personal training, do like uh, 
like wrestling one-on-ones, stuff like that, you know, MMA and, uh, you know, just got my personal training certification. So that's pretty much it. And that's, and it's not easy. It's like a hustle because like the fitness industry, like training people, that's like the first thing to go out of the budget. If anybody, you know what I mean? And people yeah. are really flaky. So you should look into scat videos. What's a scat What's video? That? Look in the scat videos. What is that? It's <laughs> like those German Scheisse videos. <laughs> She's, yeah, Michelle's she's, she's getting real with us, and you're coming okay. up with dumb. Oh jokes. come on! Really? You're gonna get serious now? Like this is my girl. I'm, I, this Tom like a, No, this is like a Lifetime movies right now. I'm, I'm listening to this single mom who's fighting her way to the uh, burning bed to pay for kids. I think that's I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. And and, and you you said the last two years have been the hardest of your life. You were saying I I, I, I read that on Instagram. Yeah. And uh, rough, but uh, everything's getting better and it paid off and it changed me a lot and it made me you know grow up in a lot of ways but not take things so seriously at the same time and I got a lot of sponsors actually before this fight luckily I had a woman step forward to help me because my management wasn't giving me any sponsors at all and I was like waiting for my tax return so I didn't have to do I didn't have to work or anything and then like all this shit fell through and um, she helped me get a bunch of sponsors to actually help me, you know, pay my bills or whatever before this fight. So, so when is this I fight? I'm really, really grateful for that. So when's the fight? September sixth. September sixth. Like you don't know. September sixth. Where? It's in Kansas City, Missouri. <laughs> but you could watch it on Fight Ooh. Pass, correct? Yeah, it's on Fight Pass. Fight Pass. How, how far is that to, from Ferguson? <laughs> <laughs> you should go to Ferguson. Maybe you'll meet your your uh, third baby daddy. Yeah, you, should, you should walk out with your hands up. Okay, now. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, September 6th on Fight Pass. You can watch Michelle Old on her way. First fight in two years. You're on a three-fight winning streak. You beat, you beat my friend Karina, by the way. Or it, actually, it was a, a no contest, right? You got fingered in the eye or something? You're friends with her? That shit is fucking nuts. She, Are you she, kidding she, me? She is nuts. She, she is batshit crazy. She's <laughs> so, a pathological fucking liar, too. We got drunk one night, and she was trying to... She was such a homophobic. So homophobic. And then she got all drunk and put her hand up my dress, down my fucking dress, was feeling on my kitties. They got her on camera and everything. The next day, we confronted her and everything. I was like, do you remember what you were doing last night? She was like, I don't remember anything at all. And then... When I walked away in front of everybody, she was like, it wasn't like that at all. She was coming after me, like, totally lied. And I was like, really? I thought you just said you didn't remember anything. That bitch is a fucking liar. Yeah, she's out of her mind. And she's a dirty fighter. She's out of her mind. And she, like, changed her last name, too, just because her record was so bad. She didn't want anyone to know she wasn't. That's hilarious. But she comes to my shows. <laughs> but she comes to my shows. She always has, like, a new boyfriend in my shows. And every time she comes to my shows... Like I, I'll, I'll meet her new boyfriend, and then six months later, the guy will be like in a, 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 a wheelchair or like in surgery. Like her boyfriend, something terrible happens to all her boyfriends. It's like the craziest coincidental thing. The Black Widow. Yeah, she's got some issues. Yeah. She's got some issues. Right? Yeah, she's got she some issues. Scary band. So not like in a fighting way, but she's just out there. Yeah, yeah. Don't well, call her your friend. You're, you call everybody your friend now. Like now that has no meaning. We're not friends. Uh, wait, me and you are friends. Not that you're calling that chick your friend. Well, I've known her for like six years. She, she's, she's been an to, acquaintance. She's been to like twenty shows. I mean, I, I wouldn't say she's a. I wouldn't call her for a ride to the airport, you know, or I wouldn't like. Uh, 
I, I like if I needed money, I wouldn't call her lend money, or if I needed to talk about like my problems, I would not call Karina. So I, yeah, in that regards, yeah, she's not my friend. But I mean, yeah. is but is she a? a we got to keep at arm's length, really. But is she a, is she a, 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 a stranger? No. Will I say hi to her? Y- yes. So uh, what is she? She's you're a, friends with everybody. You're just you're just a lovable guy. You know. Well, you know, maybe I'll let you put that dildo. <laughs> Listen. So um. <laughs> Anyway, so where can people find you, Michelle Old? How can people find you? Um, well, it's not a very common name, so if you look up Michelle O U L D, pretty much all my social media is going to be under that. <laughs> it's pretty easy, and I'm training out here at Henderson's, and they said this day since you had Daniel Cormier um, on, they were um, saying something like, "I don't even know." They're like, "Hey, we should get him a gift." Get him some Kentucky or Popeyes. Popeyes chicken, yes, he lo- he loves Popeyes. He oh, lo- Daniel's a bad motherfucker. He I'm is. A fan and Danny, you had Danny Castillo on too. I love him. He like I used to train up there with him, and he is just such a good guy. I'm like super excited for his fight. Yeah, well, we're excited for your fight, and you're a great girl, and uh, you're, you. you're you're a, a role model. And some and some strange. I'm trying to be. Yes, I have two baby daddies, but I grew up a statistic. I was a statistic for a long time, and now it's like I'm kind of the opposite. I don't go out. I don't go partying. Otherwise, you see me at your fucking comedy shows all the time. Um, I'm really, I, you know, MMA changed my life. I'm really trying to set an example and show girls that came up from like the ghetto or whatever with nothing that they can make something out of themselves. So. I like it. To do, man. I like it. I like it. Well, thanks for being on the show. You're, you're. Uh, we have people always re- re- requesting you and saying, like, "When's Michelle Old coming back on?" You have a, a hardcore it's fan base. It's one dude. It's fucking one. Uh, guy. All right, it's that one guy. Who's this dude? Our, our like biggest fan is this dude in a, in a, a motorcycle. Some new fans after this fight that'll harass you about me. Uh, no. But hopefully next time, you know, it won't be so close to my fight, and I can come in and. Show off my sleek, not so intimidating muscular body, and uh, you know, tease you a little bit, and I'll sit on your lap and fart on you. And, oh, that's you know, so hot! Be all good. Thank you. <laughs> I, can't, right. I can't wait. DJ, DJ just smiled. You should see our like producer. He's a total freak. So. He was. Uh, he wants her. To, he wants her to fart on him after she drinks pro- protein fart shakes. Fart lap dance. No, no. Fart lap dance. Fart lap dance. Crap dance. Michelle Old. Watch her, watch her on a fight pass and her fart lap dance. So, uh, yeah. thank you so much. Take care, Michelle. Later. Bye. That that was Michelle Old. So, what's going to be the title of that thread? <laughs> I have a lot to choose from, right? I mean, what? There's uh, Tanya, the, the Tanya Irvinger, that could, but that's kind of obscure. But still, um, I think fart lap dance. Yeah, she likes to give a fart lap dance. Right. She shit her pants during a, a fight. Uh, what else? She likes to put a dildos up a guy. Guys ass. Yeah, she, Michelle Old, Michelle Old won't. Guys won't let me put dildos up their ass. <laughs> There's so there's so much to choose from here. My next wife. My next my next wife. Oh man. But it's funny because people are gonna tune in because they're gonna see Daniel Cormier and they're gonna hear her. Right. And they're gonna be like, what the fuck did I just listen to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, ah, I love it. I love it. Oh, MMA Roasted. This is this is the this is the the, the, the people's podcast. This is what the people want to hear. Yeah, we we only ask the questions that you really want to know. <laughs> Last week, uh, the UFC in Macau happened, and uh, it was, uh, you know, like watching fights at 6 o'clock in the morning on Fight Pass, it's like, uh, 
to me, it's like getting a handy. Like, not my first choice, but I'll, I'll, I'll take it. You know, okay. it's better than, better than nothing. <laughs> it's better than the alternative. Uh, it's like dating Khloe Kardashian or Ashley Simpson. You know, you, you, you'd rather get, you know. So, um, but Bisbing looked great. I was really happy for Bisbing because he, need, he needed a win. And uh, he dominated. And Kung Lee, you know, look, everyone in, this, in America is uh, innocent until proven guilty. But if you look at this guy at 42 years old, what, did he just hit puberty? I, I mean, th that body is not the body of a guy I think that could be naturally. I don't know. It's just, it's no, obviously the people that are listening can't see the picture that we're looking at. But yeah. is that how he looked or was he even more ripped than that? He looked uh, around there. He, he looked ridiculously big. And... Uh, and, you know, even, like, Brian Stan afterwards tweeted, like, uh, it's a good day, the uh, cheaters didn't win. But he, wow. he he didn't actually name Kung Lee, but, but I think we all knew who what he was talking about. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if Kung Lee took anything. It seems like he did. I know Bisbee wanted testing right beforehand. You know, he kind of made a couple jokes about it. Either way, it shows you. Like, when I, when I met Randy Couture... So Macau obviously doesn't test. When I talked... Well, yeah, that's the thing. Not only that, but... One, it's pretty funny. The first couple fights, right? There was a couple bad decisions. The uh, Elizabeth Phillips, and then there was another fight. And Dana White, the Macau doesn't have the whole sanctioning that Nevada State Athletic has. So one judge had what, what I thought was pretty much the wrong on both of them. He fired one of the judges after the second fight. He goes, no you know way. what? He goes, go in the stands, get a hot dog, become a fan. He said that. Yeah. Really. So. <laughs> And it was kind of an uproar, though, because people were like, so actually, the, you know, Ben Folks, who I, I enjoy Ben Folk, reading about Ben Folks a lot, a really good writer, he wrote, like, look, the UFC shouldn't be able to do that. You, should, you know, you shouldn't be able to commission yourselves, which I, I agree. And Dana apologized today about it. He said, you know, maybe that was a mistake. And, you know, he got, he got caught up. Personally, though, you know, fuck, <laughs> that guy sucked. Was, it, was, he, was, he, was he an Asian guy? Well, there's something, I don't know. To me, there's something I like about Dana's, yeah, you like... Think they suck at driving. You ought to see him referee. There's, there's something that <laughs> I, really, I really respect about Dana's uh, cavalier spirit of just not giving a fuck about any type of social norms. Yeah, you I gotta, mean, literally, you gotta love him for that. I, yeah, people on Twitter are hitting him up, but he's he's writing back like you're fat or you're like you're an egg or you know fire your nutritionist or whatever he says. It makes me laugh that Dana lives by his own rules. Right. So the fact that he just fired a judge, <laughs> you, you're out of here. It reminds me of like the old NWO days. So I remember the uh, like in WCW wrestling, the NWO became it was like it was Hulk Hogan and. Uh, I forgot. I think it was Buff Bagwell was part of the NWO. Don't say Big John Stud. And Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. And literally, I remember one wrestling match. These two guys were, uh, it was like a tag team. It was like these four guys you never heard of. And all of a sudden you heard NWO. And these 12 guys walked in, threw them out, and took the mic and goes, get out of here. And started talking. And that was the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> like they just talk. they just had like a, a press conference in the middle of their match they just kicked them out and that kind of reminds me of what Dana White just did it was, it was kind of funny to be honest I can see why if I you know if this is a legitimate I mean we are a legitimate podcast but I can see why that you probably shouldn't allow that but at the same time funny so um that happened. So Bisbing looked good. Uh, and then, but now Bisbing, uh, afterwards, him and Luke Rockhold got at it. Look, Luke Rockhold, I guess, they have some kind of long thing where Bisbing said he beat Luke in training. So he's, he was the real strike force champion, and Luke took that personally. Uh, last week, Bisbing called Rockhold a walking vagina. 
<laughs> he said he's a walking vagina. And uh, after the fight, Rockhold tweeted, "Just you one round, Bisbing. Just, just one round." And then, uh, and then, then Bisbing was eating, drinking coffee with his dad, and Luke started with him. So they said, then they tweeted about it that Luke started with Bisbing and his dad. His dad's like ninety. So. Uh, I, it was a bad weekend for dads. I don't know uh, if, if you, you heard about what happened on uh, my, when Mike Pyle fought uh, Jordan Meehan's Jordan dad. Mean. Jordan Meehan's dad got arrested at the weigh-ins for sexual misconduct. What? Yeah, and I, I heard he was trying to like finger bang some chick. I don't know if that's Come true. On. That's what I heard. Allegedly. 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 <laughs> allegedly. I heard he allegedly was trying to finger bang some chick at the weigh-ins, which first of all, at the I thought it was Kim Winslow. Is that, uh, <laughs> well, why is why is like your son weighing in, getting you like, oh, now it's time to finger bang? Like, I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, how bad a timing do you have to where you get excited at a weigh-in? Oh see, my god! You see guys getting naked, and you're like, you know what? That chick wants me. I mean, that, what kind of weird? Yeah. So I don't. I felt bad. Plus the selfish act of the fact that your father got arrested the night before. Jordan Main did happen to knock Mike Pyle out pretty quick, so maybe that's what he needed. But um. <laughs> Anyway, that was that was weird. Uh, I was happy for Woodley. Woodley be uh, knocked out to the dong, but you know what? The dong will be back. You, you can't keep a good dong down. Uh, <laughs> the dong will rise. He will see another. <laughs> the dong will stand tall. Once again. <laughs> yes, you can't keep an Asian dong down. So uh, yeah, so Woodley won <laughs> quickly. What makes dong so exciting uh, to watch is the fact that he's willing to just stand and trade with anybody. But that's also not probably the best way to have a long career. And, it, you know, I could predict that this was going to happen. When I met Woodley in, in Vegas, nicest guy in the world, and he was hungry. I mean, you could see him at the fights. He couldn't wait to get in there. He, all he wanted after that Rory fight, he was on a mission. And, uh, that, you know, he took down the dong like I, I've never seen. So, um, <laughs> but, you know... Also, the dong is also Asian, and it seems like a lot of these guys, uh, it seems like the UFC, when they wanted to break into certain markets, are letting people on the cards. Not, and then this, this is not the dong. Uh, the dong is a legitimately, I mean, he, he beat Eric Silva. He's beating some good guys. He beat Seer. But it seems like sometimes you see these cards, especially on like the, the, the prelims, where you see a guy who's 3-3 three and three or 4-1, and one, that they, they need to get guys from Just those. Just because he's... Asian. Yeah, yeah, not the Dong. Not about, but I'm talking about another right. other cards. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, Dong, um, Dong is also teammates with Korean Zombie, or he oh, was really? at one point. Yeah, they're they're legit, legit team. Uh, I'll tell you who's on this card who really impressed me. Who's going to be on the podcast? This guy Covington. Uh, he's four and zero. I guess he was John Jones' roommate in college. I think he was a two time All American. Uh, he looks uh, four first round finishes. This kid Colby Covington. I'm calling it now. Is going to be in the top 10, if not the top five. I don't know if he's going to be the champ, but this kid's got everything. And uh, uh, I've only watched him fight once. <laughs> so, But I'm telling you, sometimes you just know. I knew that when I saw Weidman. I know that when I started certain people. This guy, Colby Covington, is going to be, he's a legit, legit fighter. And he's got like 400 followers on Twitter. Like, no one knows who he is yet. Uh, I think we're going to have him on the podcast because this guy's. we're going to say we knew him way back when. The Elizabeth Phillips fight, uh, she, um, I thought she won her fight. She fought this girl, this Russian girl with a tank top. Budieva. What, what girl. happened with her at the uh, weigh-ins? Did she have like some kind of? 
Well, I think she, I don't know what happened. I know that it was a, it was a tough fight. I thought Elizabeth Phillips won. However, after the fight, after she loses, she goes on Facebook, like literally 10 minutes after the fight. And this is not something you should do. I would not recommend this to anybody because the thing that she wrote was one of the funniest things I've ever read un, 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 unintentionally. Do we have, oh, let's uh, bring this up because this is actually, I wanted to talk about this. Uh, Elizabeth, so fighters, if you're listening, you know, a lot of times you, you end up losing a fight and you're emotional and you think you should have won, stay off social media. You're tired. Or, or you're, what you or should do is what my wife tells me when I'm about to send a horrible, angry email to somebody. She says, type it out, but don't send it. And wait like 20 minutes or whatever, and then go back to see if you still want to send it. Yeah, I think, no, I think you just Google Elizabeth Phillips, because she had like all these misspelled words. Uh, <laughs> she was just, just had her uh, ass whooped. But it was funny. It was funny. It was actually Elizabeth Phillips MMA. Uh, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll go back, DJ, right there. Goes off following, yeah, you got to see what this girl wrote. And she writes, uh, she's not a bad looking girl, actually. Uh, She writes, I got so robbed, so fucking bad. I hate the UFC. I was on top dominating all three rounds, elbowing this Russian price of crap. First of all, what what is the price of crap? Uh, (laughs) We should have asked Michelle while she was on. (laughs) Yeah, people on uh, on the underground were like, price of crap. He goes, uh, she goes, that shit's expensive. They had all these like funny things they were saying. And and they said I lost a split decision. Anybody says that I lost is a price of crap. (laughs) And we'll get deleted from my friends list. Ooh, because I whooped her ass the whole fight. I'm done fighting for a while because this is some corrupt shit. You know, uh, while coaching, I, I would rather a kid get upset when he lost and not give a shit. You know, you don't, it's like you don't want to start go, calling people prices of crap because it's just not nice. And uh, I, I think she meant piece of crap, but it's just there's no, there's no need for it. No need to attack the UFC. The UFC is giving you a job. Yeah, and there are a lot of people. A huge platform. A lot of people want jobs in the UFC. People work their entire life to get to the UFC. You get it. It was a close decision. It was a tough fight, and there's no reason uh, to call someone a, a price of crap. So, uh, <laughs> price. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was. Uh, so that's what I thought. The other fights, uh, the uh, Ben Henderson versus Dos Anjos. Um, people were saying it was a quick stoppage. I disagree with that. I think he he legitimately, you know. Uh, won that fight. I think it was a good stoppage. You know, Big John McCarthy's been around for a long time. For a long time. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, and Ben Henderson did a thing where he was basically running away in a terrible position. And got caught. And got caught. And, you know, Ben's better than that. He'll be back. Ben Henderson's an amazing fighter. He's he's overcome a lot. It It was tough. This guy, Dos Anjos, I mean, he's lost one fight to Khabib. It shows you how good Khabib is. Uh, And he's a guy that, everyone that trained with Dos Anjos was like, this guy's legit. And it's funny because Jake Ellenberger had like nine of the wrong picks in a row, right? <laughs> Everything he was picking. And I was like, make, I was having a field day with it. I'm like, he picked the South when the Civil War. He picked, <laughs> he picked Apollo versus uh, uh, Drago, you know? But and I was having fun with it. So he's like, Dos Anjos is going to win by a knockout. So, of course, everyone starts going in on uh, Jake's bad picks. He wins by knockout. He's Jake's the only guy that picked it. And then I wrote, I'm listening to everything Jake Ellenberger says from now on. And then Jake's brother wrote, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> but Jake had it. Jake was right on there. Uh, Mike Pyle lost. I mean, Come that, on, Mikey. That was hard to see, hard to watch because, you know, Pyle's just a guy who, uh, he, Pyle, Pyle's great. He's a, he's a great fighter. He's just, you know, he's, 
getting up there. His people say his chin might be going. It's always been like his Achilles heel. He's got a, he he gets caught, but you know that I guarantee Mike Pyle beats Jordan Maine a lot if they fight a lot of t- five ten of times. I think Pyle wins probably more than half, and that's a lot of his losses. He just gets caught, and uh, you know whether he continues fighting or not. I, ho- I hope he does. He's got an acting career. He's a great coach. He runs a gym. Very nice guy and hilarious. Yeah, exactly. And has a son named Maximus as well. Talis Latis got the <laughs> got the knockout. Maximus Max Pyle. Holloway looked amazing. Uh, I was happy for Max Holloway because there's a guy when I met in Vegas, he told me, he's like, all I want to do is be a good role model for people. And it wasn't like he was saying that at a press conference or in to front be of cheesy. people. He told me at, at like a party. He's a legitimately great guy is Jerome Max. The Hawaiians are all like, every Hawaiian I meet is awesome. I, 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 ran, into, I ran into Kendall Grove at the airport. Did you really? And he's like, hey, let me get a picture with you, man. Like Kendall Grove. I'm like, dude, Kendall Grove wants a picture with me. How fucking cool is that? Uh, but all these guys, like I, I wrote a joke about... Uh, about this Hawaiian the other day, uh, yeah, actually yesterday, I said um, on Twitter, uh, I said, uh, the last samurai UFC who is Luis Smoka has less than 200 followers. I think his Twitter account got denied. I go, please follow him so his parents believe he's in the UFC. <laughs> and, and then he was like, and he got like another 100 followers because of that. And then, and then all, the guy, all his like teammates, Russell Doan, started making fun of him, all the Hawaiians. So, uh, I love the fucking Hawaiians. They're good people. So, and then Benny won. Happy for Benny. Neil Magny won his fifth fight, his fourth fight. Uh, the, the, and uh, yeah, it was uh, there was Dude, some there was some good. And James Vick won. I like James Vick. He's fought one time in the last three years. He's been on our show. He's a he's a super cool guy. Uh, his defense wasn't the greatest I've ever seen, but it was an exciting fight. That was probably the I thought that was the fight of the night actually. That and the Holloway fight. So uh, yeah, so we're, we are gonna call Danny Castillo right now. That is the, the breakdown for last week's fights. Uh, we have to go over 177. We have Daniel Cormier coming on. We've got a busy show, but hopefully you're entertained and you're enjoying it. And by the way, people are telling me, dude, man, your show's making me crack up at school. Thank you. And I'm like, why are you listening to my show in school? <laughs> but thank you. I appreciate that. So uh, let's talk to Danny Castillo. So we have... An amazing fighter who is in the co-main event this week. He, he's been around the block, this guy. He's, he's been fighting for a long time. He wanted to beat my ass, actually, for a while. But, uh, but now we're friends. Um, Danny Castillo, how are you, man? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Well, we're doing good. I got me and T-Rex here. What up, man? You probably don't even remember me. We partied in Vegas before. I'm the owner of Trauma Combat Apparel. Yeah, well, if we partied in Vegas, I probably don't remember. That's right. <laughs> I actually, I was actually researching you. So you got the name Last Call, they said, because you were drunk all the time in practice in the morning because you stayed up to Last Call, but you still beat everyone in practice. Is this correct? Nah, I wasn't drunk in practice. I was hungover at practice. Oh, you were hungover. So that's, in that, the off-season practice. Oh, the off-season. But that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Though. That's, that's why they call you Last, last call, call because cause every night you were up to Last Call. That's amazing. Now you're now you got a big fight coming up, man. How excited are you? How pumped are you? How nervous are you? Tell us, talk about this fight. Oh, I'm um, I'm extremely excited about the fight, man. In my hometown, co-main event, uh, every everything a fighter wants, you know. Um, nerves? Uh, I'm not. I don't have any nerves right now. Um, you know, this will be my 19th fight with the company, so I've been here a bunch of times before. Um, I, I guess the nerves don't really set in until the day of the fight or 
not so much probably about 20 minutes before the fight when I'm about to walk out to that cage. Right. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm excited for this one, man. It's, it's, uh, it's, it, there's a, it's a good opponent. You know, uh, I think we're evenly matched up. Um, he's got some power in his hands. I got some power in my hands and, uh, we're both looking to make a statement. Like you, a finish over, um, you know, over Tony Ferguson is going to definitely put me where I want to be. How many um, people are hitting up for tickets right now? Um, well, I bought two blocks of tickets. I think over three hundred tickets. So what? I'm, I'm about to, uh, yeah, I'm close to being sold out of tickets. Um, so three hundred, you know, at least three hundred people there for <laughs> for me, and then uh, I believe TJ's got. Uh, think 400 people coming out for his fight so they're gonna be a pro team alpha male um, it's gonna be loud it's gonna be great dude that's awesome that is amazing like you are you allowed to buy 300 tickets is that even legal <laughs> uh yeah i mean that they give us uh, the opportunity to buy tickets uh, firsthand before they open it up to uh, the fight club members and then they open up to the public so um you know i wanted to make sure that my friends and family got the opportunity to see me fight and, you know, it's not every day you get to fight in your hometown. In fact, uh, two fights ago, I was fighting in London. Yeah. Um, or three fights ago, I was fighting in London, and now I'm at home, and, you know, there's no excuse for my friends and family to not to show up. Do you uh, do you buy these blocks of tickets and then sell them and, uh, <laughs> and make a profit? Uh, don't make a profit, no. Oh, you know, come on, I man. I'm going to have to school you in some sure business. That, uh, <laughs> I want to make sure that everyone's sitting together, you know, and uh, they don't have to worry about... You know, hecklers, because, you know, it doesn't matter if, if you're a good guy and people like you or not, there's still going to be someone in the crowd who's got something negative to say. And, you know, I don't want my friends and family to be in a situation where they might have to fight in the crowd. Yeah, 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 I hear you. Well, I, I definitely wouldn't fight any of your any of your friends or family. Now, now you're doing really well as far as other businesses. I was researching you, and you have a PT, P2O Hot Pilates and Fitness Program. So is it just... You, because I, I follow you on Instagram, and there's always pictures of like 30 girls in yoga pants, and then you. Uh, That's what you call a smart businessman right there. At, what, is, what is this? How, how do I get involved in this? And uh, <laughs> what's going on here? Uh, yeah, well, for the most, uh, it's uh, we have um, you know close to 200 members, and it's 93% uh, female in the studio. Um, so it's, uh, I'm surrounded by women all day, um, but it, it, it's good for me. Um, but yeah, of, I, I, of course I, it is. Yeah, yeah, what kind of? Of course. <laughs> well, I get uh, you know I, I get uh, inspiration from some of these women. Uh, you know, they're really trying to change their lives around, and me being um, you know ahead of uh, of the studio and and putting it together. Um, yeah, I got inspiration by those pictures also. I, I got inspired too to go fucking whack off for twelve minutes. No, but so <laughs> for twelve minutes. Now, are you uh, are you hooking up with any of these chicks or no? Be honest, Danny. No, Danny. No, I'm a true professional. Come on, I mean, so like some don't of these girls who are like don't mix business with pleasure. But what if they're like, Danny? I can't really afford to pay for the class this <laughs> right. week or this month. Is everyone there any way pays. that I can make it up to everyone you? Pays. Everyone pays. Even my mom. My mom pays also. Gas. Oh, Jesus! Wait, you make your mom pay for the Pilates class? Yeah. Come on, it's your mom. Man, business is business. <laughs> You're a tough dude, man. Jesus. All right, all right. So there's no uh, wow, but okay. But I know you're a single guy, and you're surrounded by 190 girls every every week. 
he, he's pulling a Jake Ellenberger on us you're right not, now. You're not. You're not. Tell me, not one of them is like, "Hey, Danny, you know, you're a fighter, and my ex-boyfriend cheated on me. Is there any way that you you could help me lose some weight?" No, I'm, I'm trying to help them all lose weight. I'm trying to help them all get fit and, and be better. Have you ever had sex in the studio where it's 95 degrees, so it gets nice and hot and sweaty and slippery? No. Ah, oh, man. No. Dude, dude, you're I, wasting I, your I, space. Trust me, guys. I'd, I'd love to give you uh, some exciting stories or, you know, <laughs> sweeten up this, uh, this interview. Do we have anybody else we can call? No. Man. no. <laughs> is, is Chris Holdsworth banging these chicks or what? Is Holdsworth? Is he? Is he? Uh, out of everyone on the team, you asked about Chris Holdsworth. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's because it would be funny. That would be funny. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, you've uh, now you you went to Menlo College, which is pretty crazy because this. I was looking at Menlo College. There's four professional fighters right now that went to Menlo College. This little college. You, Cody Gibson, Carla Esparza, and Ashley Smith all went there, right? Yeah, also Josh Emmett, um, you know, he's still making his way up the rankings. I believe he's 5-0 and right now. He fights on Team Alpha Male as well. Um, but, yeah, man, um, for some reason, I, I don't know, uh, they, it, that college breeds fighters. Maybe it's because it's so small and it's so expensive to go there. Uh, you just get angry about college and you just want to punch people. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. I, I'm, 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 I want to get like a, a, a Menlo wrestling shirt, if, if you can hook that up. I want to support. I want to support. Now, uh, now you fought some of the. Now, is is Dwayne Ludwig going to corner you for this fight? Yeah, absolutely. I've been, um, you know, there's been talks about him, you know, not being at, at the studio. I mean, excuse me, at the gym and and not coaching. But uh, he's been here my whole time. He came back. Um, you know, he left Team Alpha Male to go to Colorado to start his own school. Chad Mendes got the call to fight the title fight, and um, he brought him out. I was on the card also, August 2nd. Um, so we were training with him, getting ready for the August 2nd card, 176. Card got canceled, and around that same time, uh, TJ got a call to fight um, in Sacramento, 177. So he stayed the whole time. Um, he goes back to Colorado um, on Thursday and flies back Monday. So you know, every week I'm getting eight to ten hours with them, and um, you know my striking feels better than ever. That's great. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, your your last fight was against Charlie Brenneman. I, I don't even think that guy even woke up yet. You've uh, <laughs> you you've been on like a tear. In fact, I was looking at both you and Tony Ferguson. Both have one common loss, which is to Michael Johnson, which is the, the guy that that because uh, I I don't I don't consider that last fight that you lost a, a loss. I thought you won that fight. Uh, to what's his Thank name? You. To the uh, Brazilian guy. What's it to to Barbosa? So Michael Johnson. Now, what have you learned? Now, what did you learn from that loss, of Michael Johnson? Um, well, basically, just to be patient when it's uh, when it's close to to, to finishing time. Um, you know, I kind of I kind of gave everything I had in that first round. Didn't really pace myself. I came out in the second round super tired, and um, you know, I I, I lost the fight, unfortunately. Um, but the first round, if we go and watch that first round, it was close to being stopped several times. Um, you know, I, I had a great round. It was a 10-8 round and uh, dropped him, had him in trouble, had him in two different submissions. I just couldn't seal the deal. So what I took away from that fight is uh, is being more patient. Yeah, don't, don't wear yourself out. I mean, look, I was looking at some of the guys you fought. I mean, you've fought a real who's who. 
of uh, you've you've beaten some legends like you know Joe Stevenson. You know you beat uh, Lamas, who's ranked high. You beat Dustin Poirier. Did you know how? Did you did you think Poirier was going to be that good when you, when you fought him? Yeah. Well, I mean, we had a tough fight. It was a it was a three round war. He had me in in a couple triangles. I was able to get out of, but. Uh, I knew the kid had a bright future. He was uh, super talented. In fact, I, I'm not even sure how he makes 45s. He's a big, big. He's got a big frame. He's bigger than I am, and uh, he makes 45, and he's doing great. He. It seems like every time he comes out, he's better and better. So I, I knew that back then that uh, he was going to be someone um, that was really talented. Uh, and then when he dropped the 45s, I was like, "Whoa, man, that's a that's a handful for anyone." And then even the guys that you lost to, which were Anthony Pettis and Donald Cerrone. If you're, if you're going to lose to two guys, you know, lose yeah. to... But did you know that Pettis... Do you think he was going to be champion when you, when you lost to him? Mm, I, I thought he was a really talented striker. I thought there were some holes in his games. Um, I was able to take him down. I mean, that was uh, my... Uh, I think it was my second loss, and it was a knockout loss, or maybe my third loss. I can't really remember back then. Um, it's been so long. I think it was like five years ago, six, yeah. four years ago. Um I, I knew he was super talented, but I thought that the wrestling was was going to stop him from, um, you know, be, being you know world champ because I was able to dig him down. But uh, you know, he worked on his wrestling. His jiu-jitsu is really good. He, he's uh, you know he's an all-around fighter. He's one of the best in the world, and that's why he's he's the champ. When I fought Donald Cerrone, I had uh, eight months of training. You know, I, I never threw a punch or anything besides in the street fight. Um, <laughs> you know, and I got the call to uh, to fight Donald Cerrone on five days' notice. Um, they offered me a five fight deal, so I mean, what are you going to do? Turn it down or take the fight? Um, you know, I took the fight and uh, I lost in the first round by, I believe, it was an arm bar. But um, you know, again, in the beginning of that fight, I took him down and socked him up a couple times, and you know, I was in it. My my wrestling is strong, and um, you know, I've been fighting the best uh, since I came into the sport. And, yeah, um, that was, you know, that was no different. It was also at a higher weight class. I mean, I, th- I, f- I really, really feel like you're peaking now, man, which is uh, it's really good to see a guy like, because I, I look at my comedy career. I've been doing it 15 years, you know, and, you know, I've had some, some peaks and valleys, you know, last comic standing and then was a peak and then valleys were the laundromats and, and, and you know, whatever else. And then the, the peaks to Leno coffee and then in the coffee shops and the, 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 the uh, bus stops, you know, so... But it's it's nice. So when I, when things actually happen for me, I'm like, you know what? I fucking did this 15 years. It's about time. I'm not some guy who did comedy for six months and they give a TV show to, you know. So you're you're also, I feel like a guy that has really earned every everything you got. Every nothing was given to you. You fought the top guys. So it's really really nice to see a guy like you get to where you are because it's nothing but hard work and effort. And uh, I really respect you, man. Thanks, man. That uh, that means a lot, and um, you know, you don't uh, people, you know, the casual fans don't really see that. And some of the fans who are, are, you know, a lot of my fights have been on the undercards where people weren't able to see me. Um, you know, I had a bunch of fights on Wreckage. Um, if people ever watch that, those are the true fans that uh, remember those WC days. Yeah. But um, you know, I, I like you said, man, I've been fighting the best in the world for a long time, and it, it feels good to finally get some recognition. You know, I. I they had me on the Charlie Brennan fight. I was on the fight pass. I was a little bit upset about that. Um, and then, you know, someone got hurt. They bumped me on to, um, you know, the, the, the paper, not the pay-per-view, but the prelims on Fox Sports. And then, um, you know, I won the fight, and then they put me on um, the pay-per-view right after the, the Bones to Shira fight. So, 
uh, I'm doing something right, and um, you know, when, when you work hard, uh, I don't think you know hard work never goes unpaid. You know, eventually something's going to happen. So you and I both, you know, but been working hard for a long time, and, and things are looking up. So you know, absolutely. Uh, thanks. No, well, I mean, your weight class is stacked. 155 is stacked. Uh, but I, uh, you know, I think this one. And I think you're one win away, man. And uh, by the way, it was pretty funny because I, I invited him to my comedy show. I'm like, Danny, I'm coming to America. The first thing he said to me, the first thing was he like blocked me on Twitter. And then he goes, if I ever see this guy, I'm going to punch him in the face. And then, it, then he unblocked me. And then he's like, all right, make fun of me. Go ahead. And then I'm like, this guy seems like a cool guy. But he goes, I go, hey, man, I'm headlining in Vegas. And he writes back, oh, they let you headline? Fuck, now I have to go. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was pretty funny. I was laughing. Uh, now, so this guy, now, now there's already kind of Tony Ferguson writes on Twitter, easy to talk shit when you have a lot of guys around you. I grew up around guys like you. Fuck me. Uh, explanation point. Did you see that uh, he, he like wrote that? or? Yeah, well, I mean, it's hard to see when he didn't tag me on it. So it's kind of like, oh, well, I mean, I could say the same thing. I grew up around people like you who, you know, would say something behind my back. Because if you don't tag me, how am I supposed to see it? Right. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I mean, it's it's so, you know that that was funny to me. And then he put El Kakui mode on, so I was like, wait. So if I didn't say that, the countdown show would be El Kakui mode off. Like I don't get it. I'm gonna go out there and try to punch him as hard as I can. It doesn't matter if he says anything about me personally. It doesn't matter if he says anything about my mom or my family. It's my job. It's my job to to beat people up. It's my job to finish fights. And, um, you know, I don't necessarily have to hate someone to punch them as hard as I can um, because, you know, I don't really necessarily hate anyone. I don't even hate that guy. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I feel like he's a walking cliche. You know, he's got diet care. He's just kind of like, you know, just I mean, I I think MMA has come a long way from from that. And he's still, you know, he's still those those fighters that uh, people, you know, I mean, the stereotypical fighter. You know, the the uh, tribal like band tattoo, the, the tribal tattoo. And... Nah. <laughs> I, I don't feel like I'm I'm that. You know, in, in fact, I feel like uh, the more fighters who are are doing other things outside of outside of the cage and and making good names for for the sport. You know, it definitely brings the sport up. You know, before when we were first when the back in the days there was just you know Tank Abbott like I mean is that really a professional fighter like I don't think so you know I, I, I think Abbott was pretty awesome though <laughs> yeah no he don't don't get me wrong he paved the way for a lot of us but now we're elite athletes yeah you know now we're we're um, the guys who own you know, yoga studios for fucking hot Pilates chicks yeah, I mean, that doesn't bang them you're supposed yeah. to you're supposed to uh you're supposed to be, you know, play the part as a professional athlete. You gotta and evolve. I think, uh, the more people, the more people that play the part, the more that the pay is going to go up. You know, and um, you know, I don't know if uh, if we'll ever see paydays like some of these boxers, but uh, you know, I'm definitely going to do my part to make sure that the sport is looked upon as, as being professional and not barbaric. Yeah, no, I think that's you know, I think it takes all kinds. I mean, you know, you, you I totally hear you. And you definitely, you know, you look at guys like Brian Stan and Kenny Florian and you and Uriah Faber and TJ Dillashaw and, you know, you get these guys, the top... Great representatives of the sport. Great representatives of the sport. You know, uh, the Frankie Edgars and, you know, even the, even the, the Chael pre, pre, <laughs> pre-drug bust and, you know, the GSPs. You got these guys who are, you know, 
of totally evolved, uh, the, the top notch athlete, top person. But then you have you could you could have the other t- things too. The the the, 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 the war machines. The, well, you you don't want that. That's a little too extreme. But but you're ne- but you it's never gonna ha- be one or the other. You know, there's always gonna be that, like you said, that the Junie Brownings or the you know guys like that who are just like, oh, I just want to punch somebody. Uh, but normally those guys don't last because I feel like MMA, like when I wrestled, it was ninety percent mental. And a lot of guys physically have the capabilities to become champions, but they don't have the mental aspect of it. And that's so important. Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, everything you're saying is just kind of, it's, it's nail right on the head, man. And, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I, I just want to promote the sport and myself as uh, being a true athlete. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm an athlete, I'm a professional athlete and, you know, I want to play the part. I want to act it, and uh, you know, I want to set good, uh, good role models for the people in the future. You know, when it's all said and done, I want people to look back at my career and be like, "Man, that guy uh, was one of the hardest workers in the sport, and he did good for the sport." You know, I don't want to do bad for the sport. I don't want to, you know, I mean, that stuff with with War Machine is just insane. Like, there's obviously something extremely wrong with that dude's with that dude's head. Like, I, I, I mean, it's not. I mean. It yeah. just makes a bad name. And, and unfortunately, the way it works is people just kind of look to what he does as a professional and which is fighting, and it gives a bad name to us all. You know, but, I mean, I've never hit a woman in my life. Like, you know, I don't really know anyone or associate with anyone that does those types of things. So it's, uh, it's unfortunate that uh, one uh, one bad apple, you know, gives us all a bad name. Yeah, but, but and uh, you know what also, though, I mean, not to lay light on it, though, but every sport has... Every sport has a guy like that. I mean, not to, not to, not that that's right, but it's not just MMA has War Machine. I mean, I mean, you know, there's there's the Ray Rice and the football and the OJ Simpson, Aaron, Aaron or, or there's the basketball player, the Aaron Hernandez in football and the baseball player. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm just saying it's not just MMA guys that have psychopaths. There's a, there's a psycho in every sport. There's some somehow. Some, yeah, that that that's true. But uh, our sport is. Uh... You know, it's already looked at as barbaric because of yeah, what of course, we do. of course. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not looked, at, looked at as being barbaric, but yeah. In fact, there's so many intelligent fighters. I mean, there's so many guys out there that have college degrees and, and that are doing things in their community, positive things in their community. I mean, I like to do positive things. For my, I like to help as many people as I can, because I was one of those less fortunate kids. I was one of those troubled teens that were getting into trouble. And you know, if I could save one or more, that would. Uh, definitely um you know make me feel better about everything i'm doing in life <laughs> well you're, you're a great role model man you're a good guy a great role model i i can't wait to watch you fight i'm happy you didn't, you didn't punch me in the face when you saw me <laughs> uh i would i'd love to hang out with you one day man when i when i go to sacramento and do a show i'd love to have you come yeah you got front row seats i'll buy you 300 tickets for you and all your friends uh to come and uh take a class and sit in the back yeah oh yeah exactly with his pants around his ankles Absol- I'm, I'm i'm definitely taking that class that hot pilates i'll, I'll probably last three minutes in that he, fucking he, class. you'll be this he's gonna be the sweatiest person in the room <laughs> every girl will be pointing at me be like that the, the who is that weird guy uh, choking in the background 
That would be terrible. For some reason, after your friend showed up, the memberships went down. I'm not sure what it was. <laughs> the memberships went down when his pants went down. It's just me It's just me and Chris Holdsworth. That's it. So, uh, hey, man, well, good luck. I love Team Alpha Male. Give my best to all the guys. You guys, honestly, you guys are a great bunch of guys, and uh, I'm a big fan of Team Alpha Male. It's probably my favorite fight team. It is my favorite fight team. So, uh, so good luck with everything. Where can people find you? Yeah, well, uh, Twitter and Instagram is uh, at LastCall155, and I have a fan page, Danny Last Call Castillo, and that's that's about it. Oh yeah, by the way, and if and if, if uh, girls want to uh, take classes at, at uh, your gym, how do they fi- how do they find your gym? Yeah, it's uh, it's on P and Twentieth, located in uh, Midtown Sacramento. It's called P Two O Hot Pilates and Fitness. Um, it's HotPilatesSacramento dot com. All right, I will be there. Uh, I'll be there. In about, I'll be there about four hours to get there. Four, four hours. I'll be. I'll be in the back. Well, thanks, Danny. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. I know you're very busy, and thanks for taking the time. Good Appreciate luck, it. man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Take All care, right, brother. Bye. So, uh, so yeah, that was Danny Castillo. Good dude. Yeah. Good yeah. solid dude, man. That's a guy you want in your corner in life. Yeah. It's so funny. How many chicks do you think he's hooking up with that hot Pilates? He's got yeah. a couple. There's no way he's not getting a couple of those chicks. Is he pulling an Ellenberger on us? And by the way, when I, when I, when I'm, I'm, when I say that other sports have their psychos, I, I'm not trying to in any way justify. justify it or make it seem like, you know, so I don't want people, oh, Adam said, because it's like you, gotta, you have to be so careful now. Everything you say can be misconstrued. I'm just saying that it's not just MMA. There's other, it's just that people in general are psychotic in every, in every single yeah. thing. People are in teaching and you have teachers that are psychotic. You have business people that are psychotic. It's not just, oh, UFC guys are psychotic. That's yeah. all I'm Jeffrey saying. Jeffrey Dahmer was eating people. He worked at a chocolate factory. People are still eating Snickers. Yeah, uh, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not just exactly. I'm not justifying it, okay, to the people that are, to those watchdogs. All right, so we're back. Uh, so Daniel Cormier, I know he said he was going to be on the podcast, but for some reason he's not picking up his phone. Uh, so hopefully we'll have him next week. I hope he's okay. I love Daniel Cormier. I was looking forward to having him on. Sorry, guys. Uh, as disappointed you are, just think about how disappointed I am because I'm the one who says he's going to be on. And he's not, but what am I going to do? What do I do? Just keep trying, right? That's the, just got to roll with the punches in life. And, uh, you know, try to get him on next week. So let's talk about 177. My buddy, Anthony Burchak, we had him on last week against Joe Soto. Tough fighter. I'm picking Burchak because uh, I know the guy. And his, his wife has huge boobs. And, uh, he's a cool, and he's got a really cute baby. So Burchak, pick him. He's, I mean, he's also 11-1. and one, And he's got a, amazing wrestling credentials and... Uh, you know, got to go for my boy, Burchak. I don't know Joe Soto. I heard he's a good guy. Uh, who else? Let's just talk about uh, the Anthony Hamilton, who is a beast, taking on Ruin Potts. It's a good fight, actually. Really good fight. Hamilton uh, started in the MFC, knocked out my ba- my, 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 my buddy, uh, Smilrino, uh, lost his last fight, Ruin Potts. Who am I picking for this fight? Both these guys are bangers. I'm picking Hamilton, freight train. Don't ask me why. All right, Scott Jorgensen versus Henry Cejudo. Man, this is a fight I'm very interested in watching. Uh, Jorgensen actually, you know, he's been around forever. Great guy. He's going to be on the show next week, actually, regardless uh, whether he wins or lose. We got him for next week. Henry Cejudo is a gold medalist wrestler, uh, which is one of the hardest things to do ever. Um, he's 6-0. and 
but he's had a lot of tough time making weight. He was supposed to fight like four times and didn't make weight. Something really weird with this guy. I'm not really sure what it is. I know he had a couple fights in Florida that never happened. They were supposed to be on Access TV. Uh, maybe it was contractual. Don't know. Uh, man, I hate to pick against Scott, especially because we're going to have him on next week. I just, I just, Olympic wrestler, I just see Henry grinding him out in a boring wrestling. If they go anything, if he wants to trade with him, Jorgensen wins. He knocks him out. But Jorgensen's just been around forever. He's had so many fights. He's, But uh, I got to go with Henry in this one. And if we get Jorgensen on the show next week, I will apologize to him uh, and tell him I was 100% wrong and I'm sorry for picking him against him. And don't tag him, please. Uh, I know, because I don't, I don't want you to be like, oh, I, don't, I want you to not, you probably will now. Please don't tag him because that would be embarrassing because then he won't come on the show and then, that, then we'll all get screwed. So Yancey Medeiros against... Uh, Against Damon Jackson, the Leech, sounds like uh, sounds like T Rex's uh, nickname, the Leech. So uh, I, I'm picking. Um, by the way, T Rex left. He's not just being quiet. He 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 left. Uh, he has to go. Uh, his, his, his wife's having twelve more kids. Uh, Yancey, I, I hope Yancey wins. I like Yancey a lot. Hangs out with the Diaz brothers. He's Hawaiian. He's a really really deep guy. He lost his last fight against Jim Miller. His fight he took on like a week notice. Got choked out. But he won the fight before that. Against, I don't know anything about Damon Jackson, which is why I'm picking Yancey. Although he's 9-0. That's, that's pretty good. But he, he doesn't have a picture. He needs to get a picture. Uh, Lorenz Larkin against Derek Brunson, also on the prelims. I am picking Derek Brunson against the Monsoon. Derek Brunson, I think, is a very underrated fighter. His two losses, uh, he lost to Jacare. And uh, who else did he lose to? He lost to someone in a, a boring fight. He lost. To, oh, he beat. He beat uh, who he? Who did he lose to? He, oh, he lost to Yoel Romero. But he was winning. He was actually out wrestling Yoel. Who, if you don't know, Yoel has three wins over Kale Sanderson. He's, he's a badass wrestler, Cuban gold medalist. Cuban, I think gold medalist. I know he's a Cuban Olympian. I'm taking Derek Brunson over the monsoon. Uh, Brunson wins this fight. Great sense of humor. Good dude. Always retweets me. I'm pick, the fact that he retweets me means I'm going to pick him. That's, that's, that's about as deep as, as this pick goes. But who knows? I, I, I may be right. Ramsey Nijem against Carlos Diego Ferreira. Ugh, Ramsey's been looking really good lately. Another guy, he's fighting 10-0. and 0. Who, where are these fight, Why is everyone 10-0 and 0 on this card? But uh, I like Ramsey. I don't agree with his politics, but uh, I, I like him and I respect the fact that he has those opinions and that he's willing to say them on Twitter and social media. And I, and I respect that. You, that's all about, that's all everyone wants is respect. Anyway, uh, I don't know anything about Carlos Diego Ferreira, so I'm picking Ramsey. Uh, Beth Correa, the pit bull against Shayna Baszler. I know you guys are going to think I'm wrong, but I am picking the queen of spades for this fight. Shayna Baszler... I know she lost her last fight uh, against uh, Juliana Pena, but the first round was pretty close, actually. Well, she got she got beat, but she had her in a, a splatel, which was, was a pretty cool move, but uh, didn't, didn't pull it off. But Shayna Baszler, uh, I was looking at her up last night. She has wins over Sarah Diello, Alexis Davis she beat, who just fought Ronda. She beat Jan Finney. She beat Roxanne. She beat Julie Kedzie. She's been around the block, um, and... Uh, People don't know this about Shayna. You know, I got her. I helped her. She did it herself. Did two military tours overseas. They loved her over there. They actually re keep re requesting her back. She's a really, really cool chick. 
sometimes she comes across as a little bit arrogant on social media and on any of these websites. But I think if you knew her, you'd you would uh, you'd feel differently. She's she's uh, a pioneer of the sport, and uh, she's taking some time off, got some rest, and I think she wins this fight. I think she wins. I think Beth Carey, um I know she beat Jessamyn Duke. I thought she'd lost Julie Kedzie. I thought Julie beat her, and uh, I'm picking Baszler on this fight. I, I I just feel like she's gonna win. So, Danny Castillo versus Ferguson, tough fight to call. Probably going to be the fight of the night. I'm calling it right now, fight of the night. Uh, we had Tony on the show. We had Danny on the show today. So I'm picking Danny. He came on today. I'm not going to pick against the guy who I just interviewed. So uh, that would be kind of a dick move. So Danny's going to win this fight based on the fact that he was just on the show. And finally, TJ Dillashaw versus Hanan Burrell. This is going to be... Uh, I like TJ. I think that... Um, Burrell, I think when you're undefeated, people sometimes fold against you. I think uh, a lot of times he would intimidate people. Not that he wasn't legit. I mean, he, he can't win 34 fights in a row and not be legit and beat the upper echelon. But I think TJ's got his number. And I think TJ's in his peak. Uh, he's taken less damage. He's only been hurt once, which was to Dodson in that one fight. Um, and I think he wins this fight. I think he's on a... He, uh, the only thing is he just got married. And when you just get married, a lot of times your wife stops blowing you. So that's the only, th which might help him. Maybe his anger due to lack of blowjobs is why he's going to win. That's the, that, you know, maybe it'll, maybe, but maybe he'll be so pent up he won't be able to think because uh, he, he's just so, uh, he's got so much, you know, on his mind because his wife tricked him into marrying him and told him he was going to get more blowjobs and he put the ring on it and didn't get one. He wore his belt to the wedding, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, so I'm picking TJ. The only thing I'm worried about is his lack of BJs, which may not even be true. Maybe his wife's really cool and hooks him up, knows he's a champ. But uh, we have to ask him about this. This is a very important question. I'm sure you guys are, are, are dying to hear about it. So that being said, that is the breakdown like no other. All right, so uh, you can see me at Legends Comedy Club this week in San Diego. San Diego, California. I'll be at Legends Comedy Club. Uh, follow me at MMA Roasted or at Adam Comedian. Uh, thank you, Dude Wipes. They sent me a box of Dude Wipes. I can't wait to use them. I've been looking forward to taking a dump for, for, for since I got these. And uh, I got Dude Wipes, so thanks for sending me the stuff. Although I'd like to get sponsored. I need some money, man. I, I can't pay, pay my rent and fucking ass wipes. But uh, Oh, and I'm thinking about, uh, on another note... My friend Randy, I talked to my friend Randy, who is sick, uh, who has um, stage four glioblastoma, who uh, has cancer. I'm thinking about doing the, the sprawl challenge, where I, 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 I go, hey, I do 10 sprawls, or give money to Randy, and then I challenge people to do sprawls. What do you think? Uh, instead of the ice bucket challenge, the, the, the Randy sprawl challenge. I'm thinking about doing that. I'm going to nominate, I think, Weidman, Faber, and... Uh, and Michelle Old, or maybe Cody. We have Cody Bollinger coming on next week too. Cody Bollinger, I haven't talked to him in a while. I'm looking forward to seeing him. A lot of people coming on next week. Daniel Cormier, uh, fuck man, wish you were on a show. Sucks, dude. I'm still rooting for you. I still love you, but uh, come on my show, man. So anyway, thanks for listening to the show. You guys are the best. Thank you, Michelle Old. Thank you, Danny Castillo. Thank you, uh, DJ Shrope. Thank you, T Rex, Jake Ellenberger. Have fun in Mexico. 
Uh, and uh, see you guys next week. Take care. Bye.